What's up, freaks? Welcome back to the Freaks broadcast presented by the Proxbase. This is week two for our What's Hot Monday section. Um, but today I uh, not only have a What's Hot section for you, but I have a super fresh interview with Miko Siren, the drummer of Finnish cello metal masters Apocalyptica, coming right up after this What's Hot section. I just came back from the Olympiahalle in Munich, uh, where I did this interview, and after I finish recording here and uh, finish this little episode, I will go back to the Olympiahalle to watch the show. So this is how I spend my Sunday today. It is January 19th, uh, 2020, of course, and uh, I'm going to start the What's Hot section, as always, with some older albums that just uh, uh, had some new video content released, um, starting off on March 16th, last year in 2019, we had a new album from progressive metal legends, Queensryche, The Verdict. It was released on Century Media and uh, coinciding with the start of their tour in the US, they released a lyrics video for the song Inner Unrest. Moving on to France for a change. On May 6th, Clément Béliot, released a very, very cool album called Patience, or Patience, en français, in French. And uh, this is a super eclectic album. It's amazing. It, it's definitely on close to my top 10 this year. Definitely my top 20. Um, you're going to find some, some Jacob Collier-like uh, uh, harmony stuff on there. Um, but you're gonna find also a uh, reworking, a prog reworking of Camille Saint-Saëns' La Danse Macabre, and he put out a super cool video for that like a week ago or something, um, where he and his many clones played all the different instruments, and uh, it's just amazing. Um, super talented guy, amazing album, super cool uh, arrangement of uh, that classic piece, La Danse Macabre, and and super funny video. Go watch that. Um, the next two songs are not that much to my liking, but I thought I mentioned them anyway because they're, yeah, they have some reputation in the prog genre. Um, or, yeah, the first one, we already talked about the first single for that album. It was released on September 16th. The album's called Axe, The Godless Void and Other Stories, and the band is called And You Will Know Us by The Trail of Dead. So this is some, I don't know, post, alternative post-hardcore prog, with, I don't know. Uh, they have a new single and video out, something like this. Um... It's uh, interesting stuff, but not quite my cup of tea, I, I would say. But the the video is definitely really funny. And uh, so if you're a fan of And You Will Know Us by The Trail of Dead, uh, this kind of music, you, uh, I'm pretty sure you, you're going to like it. Um, the album was released on Inside Out Music 
funnily enough. Um, as we see inside out branching out more, not into long branch territory, but uh, um, into all more alternative, uh, yeah, um, uh, subgenres also with uh, Port Noir and stuff. Um, next band is from the UK and it's actually a, a pop project um, from Threshold keyboarder Richard West and his wife Farah. It's called League of Lights. They have their, I think it's the second album in the in-between. They released it on September 27th, 2019. And we also mentioned the first single and now they put out another video like a... Um, lyrics video this time which is super nicely produced um the song is called on a night like this and well it's a it's a simple straightforward pop song i would say um but yeah i i, I like the video um and uh, you you can hear uh if you know richard west you can hear some of his uh, uh trademark melodies or yeah as how how he uh his melodies and and harmonies develop can be heard there for for the attentive listener um also from the uk but currently traveling the world uh ben harris hayes solo project oceanica with a new video amounting to nothing from his solo debut one dark out since October 25th on Progressive Gears. And in the video you will also see him and his better half uh, traveling the world. As last entry for already released stuff, uh, we have a really cool little studio video from Annika Nilles and her band Nivelle. Annika is a top-notch drummer and she has a new album out since last week on or yeah a little bit more than a week ago on january 10th she released the album for a colorful soul out on sakurai records and the song is called the age yeah cool modern fusion stuff there that was it for the albums that are already released so let's take a look into the future uh, starting with this coming uh, release week um, on Friday, there's going to be a new album from Caspian called On Circles. Uh, it's going to be released uh, through Trip Crown Records. And the single they just released, the video, is called Circles On Circles. So, again, a quasi-title track. Um, I... Um, yeah, I notice this um, more and more that uh, also like with with Voyager, for example, um, the album is called Colors in the Sun and then the, there's a song called Col Just Colors that they um, play, bands uh, tend to play around with the album title more and more and don't have like a, a song that is entitled exactly as the album playing with that theme somehow. I find it quite interesting. Um, 
moving on to the um, release week of January 30th, January 31st. Um, we have another single and video from French prog metal band Mobius, and this one is called Bati, and their second album is called Kali. Uh, still and yeah really cool video and this is gonna be a banger um um yeah with their influences from middle eastern and whatnot are coming from uh their background from the main composers coming from the pacific uh, not pacific island um indian ocean island uh Reunion, I think, was um, so definitely a a unique um, touch in their prog metal. Also, quite uh, unique in a French way. Are stoomed? We are stoomb, stoomb. I have no clue how to pronounce it. Still, <laughs> and uh, we already talked about the first single. Their second single is called Dimension. Dimension Zero, Dimension Zero, and the album's called From Nihil is also coming out that week, and um, so in less than two weeks that is, and uh, so the first video was a visual visualizer if I recall correctly, and that second video is is yeah a band performance video. And uh, well, they they are playing an instrumental, modern, genty prog metal sound, and both of those bands, Mobius and Stoom, are represented by uh, Incendia for PR. Uh, big shout out to Lulu Davis and Luke Milne for their incredible work and uh, for bringing out these super cool and talented prog metal bands to the world. Um. Yeah, Incendia is a UK-based uh, company, and Aloth are also from the UK. We already talked about the first two singles from their upcoming album, I Let It In, and it took everything, coming February 7th on Sharptone Records. And now they have a crazy new video for the song Two-Way Mirror. Um, it's one of their less aggressive songs, I would say. Even less aggressive, or much less aggressive, um, but kind of moving to the UK right now, is uh, Russian singer Mariana Semkina from I Am The Morning. And of course her debut solo album Sleepwalking is coming uh, February 14th on K-Scope. And the second single uh, is called Turn Back Time. And that features the incredible rhythm section of uh, Stephen Wilson. So that is Nick Beggs on bass and Craig Blundell on the drums. Uh, great stuff there. Some instrumental guitar music from a guy called Jason Cooey. Um, he's going to release his album Naka on February 14th through Prosthetic Records. And he put out a playthrough for the song Pixel Invasion, which also features a guest guitar solo by Andy James. Um, some tech death from Artisan Era, where else? The band's called Sutra, 
the singles called Lethe and the album's called Alethea, coming March 13th. On Relapse Records of all labels um, is Danish singer Mirkur and her new album Folkesange is coming March 20. Um, and she released a beautiful video uh, for the beautiful song Ella. Um, the next band is French again, but like w one of the weirdest bands ever <laughs> and I, I would more kind of uh, I would expect them to be on relapse records uh, much more so than Mirkur um, I'm talking about Igor of course and uh, they or he has a new album called Spiritually, Spirituality and Distortion um, coming out on March 27th on Metal Blade and put out a very very strange um, video for the you guessed it very very strange song very nice and um, good friend of mine Simon uh, uh, the Simon Bodesheim the keyboarder from uh, Munich based progressive death metal band Amplified Memory posted this and uh, saying I found it so funny uh, saying uh, uh, director of the video uh, asking Igor how weird do you want the video to be and Igor replies yes <laughs> and that's how the video <laughs> is very very weird um, that was it for um uh, singles and videos that are connected to albums. We had a very cool song from Swedish folk punk band Black Anemone. That stupid word. Black Anemone. Straight back to hell. Why am, why am I featuring a folk punk band here on the broadcast? Simple as that. It features uh, none other than um... Frederick Lars Nilsson, uh, your friendly host of the uh, Roach Review on the accordion. Um, so that is your pro connection right there. Uh, the, the the song is nice and, and the video is su super cool. It's, uh, very well done, guys. Um, yeah, finishing off this quite short and compact what's hot section is a Finnish band um, that suits well a very fitting um, segue into the interview coming up right now um, but Poets of the Fall are of course a different band and they play different music to Apocalyptica um, and they are also not really progressive, but they make amazing music. They are they played, I think it was last year, they played uh, Prog Power USA. And in 2006, they had like the breakthrough album with Carnival of Rust. And uh, they released a amazing acoustic version of this, a song from that album called King of Fools in 
what's apparently going to be an ongoing series on YouTube called the Alexander Theater Sessions, and it was part one, and it it sounds amazing. Just acoustic guitar and the singer. um, Beautiful stuff right there. And um, yeah, that's it for this week, folks. Um, Let me know if you... If, if there's something I missed, as always, if, if you want us to feature any bands on the broadcast, send us a message, uh, send me a message at dario at theprogspace.com or comment underneath the, the various posts we're always doing. Um, there's uh, many ways to reach us. And of course, don't forget to check out the Spotify playlist. I will also compile, of course, for this episode. Uh, on the Prog Space Spotify account. And for those bands that might not have their material on Spotify, go to the Prog Space website in the article. I will embed the videos for you to watch. And now, um, for me as a cellist, a very welcome return to their instrumental progressive metal roots from Apocalyptica. I was so excited when I was hearing the album and uh, you can also read my review on the Prog Space as well. Um, but now, without further ado, I will give you Miku the Drummer. A really cool interview, so stay tuned for that. Take care. Until next time, freaks out. What's up, freaks? Welcome to the Freaks broadcast presented by the Prog Space. I'm here in Munich at the Olympiahalle, and with me is Miko from Apocalyptica. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, five years after Shadowmaker, the first Apocalyptica album to feature a main vocalist, Cell Zero comes with a totally different approach, being the first entirely instrumental Apocalyptica album since Reflections in 2000. <laughs> how did that happen? How did uh, how did you come up with this different approach? Or yeah, yeah. I, I, how I did you it, turn around the yeah? Yeah, it's, and it's exactly like that. Then, just to uh, kind of like to give an overall perspective is that I think that exactly what Apocalyptica is that as we love to explore the music, we love to challenge ourselves, we love to take new steps. And we've always loved to do that. And this is kind of like in a weird way, this is logical step in our in logical world. And uh, actually the reasons why we ended up to this goes back three years from now, uh, 2017, I think, or 16, something. After Shadowmaker tour, we uh, realized that it will be 20 years since the first Apocalyptica release. Place Metallica by Four Cellos album, and we thought, let's hey, let's make some great celebration, small tour with that concept that we play just the original stuff. Small tour, exactly. Yeah. That, that, that was the idea. Twenty shows, thirty shows, just the main cities, and do something special. And then we put out the uh, announcement that we're going to do these special gigs. I, I said originally twenty gigs, and uh, when the promoters and when the fans heard about it, the demand was enormous and. That led to a situation that the original plan from 20 to 30 shows ended up to being 230 shows oh my goodness, in 50 countries. And, uh, and the insane. same, exactly. It was, uh, and it was great also because when we got to play to the audience this original material where it's just 
uh, cellos, drums, instrumental approach to progressive music, kind of like our roots. And we know, uh, saw that how enthusiastic audience is when we play that stuff to them. Then we started to think that why shouldn't we actually then give a treat to our fans to give something they've been so eagerly waiting for for such a long time? And the more we thought about it, the more logical it felt that that's exactly what we need to do. And during that tour, we started to de develop the idea and kind of like the concept already. And uh, it was uh, then when going to a studio with that uh, idea in our heads that now we're going to do just an instrumental album, it felt uh, like liberating. It felt so free uh, as we were not then stuck in the structures of a vocal songs or a format of uh, putting songs to the radio or such like that. As they always, they, they, need to, they need to fit into certain mold. But now when we went to progressive metal, there's nothing nothing to kind of like uh, limit us except for ourselves. No, no restrictions. Yeah, and yeah. It, that, that was the thing. And even though it's kind of like 180 degrees uh, from the previous album, but if you check the picker picture of Apocalyptica, then it's... It's all the time like that. We yeah. always go from another end to another end. And, yeah. and, and, that, and that's actually um, uh, what I wrote in my review with the 180 degrees. And you basically uh, already touched on like the next three questions <laughs> I had almost. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> not, not quite yet. Um, so um, uh, Cell Zero is an album that feels like it is intended to be listened to in one go. I mean, the, the songs also can stand individually, but it also flows really well as a whole album. Um, yeah, can, can you tell us something about the overarching concept and how that is connected to the title of the album? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, of course, the obvious wordplay word with yeah. Cell Zero and Cello. Yes. Um, but I think there's more behind it, right? There's a lot, of, lot behind it, and uh, for us... Uh, like musically, as you mentioned, it was important for us that the it is uh, or it can be heard as a journey. And like from the starting song, uh, Pertu, who composed the starting song, he composed it to open our show. That was in his head all the time. He said that this is the song we need to open the next tour with. And he had the whole visual idea in his head. Same as the last song this needs to end the whole album. This is the how it ties up the journey. And in the same way we approach every song that they need to fit into this uh, like flow. It needs to be a story. And then the one of the guidelines for that musical trip was also this Cell Zero game we uh, developed. And it also has got a lot to do with the tour we did before as we toured the world. and. Uh, we love to talk about, like as a band, we love to talk about uh, like uh, political things, social, economical things and all that. And just from our perspective, from our uh, feelings, what is going on uh, in the world, how humans are changing, how our approach to environment is changing uh, towards animals, towards this planet and everything. And that was one of the key things that we started to think that what the hell is going wrong and we started to kind of develop that uh, theme around cell zero. And in our heads, you could say it's kind of like a God particle, that some essence in the middle of everything that you cannot define, you cannot like, pinpoint. Like, like, like the essence of life, maybe? It kind of like, <laughs> even like if you think that you can, uh, if you check some living organ, you can put it down into particles and cells and 
atoms and everything like that, but it's not living organism yet. And that's the kind of like the core of everything. On the other hand, you could see music as that, uh, that there are tiny particles floating all around the song. There's two notes, there are rests, there are themes, melodies. Everything is uh, kind of like put together from tiny particles. And yet the soul of the song is something that it, it doesn't... If you put, uh, uh, let's say, long and winding road, you'd put that on a like a paper, or like a sheet music. That's not the song yet. You need to have kind of the Beatles to do that, and then it will, ah, oh, this was the thing. And same with, with our feeling of our music, that there needs to be this core something to uh, ignite it. And the album, everything in album, we this time wanted to kind of like evolve around that same thing that Cell Zero. It's a lot about particles, as I mentioned, these tiny small things that come together to create something new. And on the other hand, the perspective how when, uh, like if you think human, what we create, we are enormously skilled in creating like stunning pieces. Like if you think technological achievements or architecture or anything like that, then we can create these absolutely stunning pieces. And yet we use more energy to destroy things than to create things. And kind of like from this taking particles to create something and on the other hand, how destructive human being is for the planet, for against each other and everything like that where we have all the resources to make things good, but we decide to make them bad. And kind of that cell zero could be also seen as that some missing element within ourselves that we have lost, that we don't connect with each other anymore. We don't connect to the earth. Everybody knows, except for a couple right-wing politicians, that we need to reduce like uh, emissions. We need to cut down the uh, uh, polluting the... Uh, planet and yet we decide not to do it because it's mainly beneficial for big companies that they as long as uh, Exxon and such can make money out of like uh, oil they will do it yeah wow that's uh that was that was an amazing speech <laughs> um in 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 conduct, uh, conjunction with the concept you also did like a really beautiful wholesome fan contest and uh um Yeah, it it is. Uh, is it over now, or I think it was until the release or something. Yeah, the it, submissions it, it, were. Uh, well. It is soon to be announced uh, the uh, winners and okay. the winner and uh, yeah, and th that's kind of like we are not the one to preach. If you check our lifestyle, just in a band thing, we fly some 80 flights a year, and we have trucks traveling with us, carrying our equipment and such. So we never ever want to kind of like judge from above we are not in a position where you could do that and uh, so therefore it's it's a self-critic thought it's a kind of like exactly struggling with that the thing that that how hard it is to go towards those good things and also encouraging people that you don't need to like change your life to be a aesthetic, like a, a monk not doing anything yeah. but small changes reduce this reduce that a little tiny bit changes and if everybody would cut down exploiting this world by 30% we would be pretty safe already <laughs> yeah all right going back to the music and actually i have my 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 next question was 
musically, I have the feeling that Cell Zero is the first album where the drums of Miko have finally been giving a place equally important to the three cellos, oh. both arrangement and production-wise. <laughs> and that production thing is, is great. That, that was also something that, uh, when doing the previous tour with the four cellos and drums, uh, we started to think that, okay, we want to do this uh, instrumental album that really represents all the f everything we have learned until now from what we are. And then we thought that, who could be the best producer to do that? And as we worked with the stunning producers, kind of like the who is who in rock music, we've worked with such enormous talent and we've learned so much from them. But then we thought that, okay, now as we want to do this kind of an album, who is the best producer in the world to do it? And we kind of like patting ourselves in the back, but saying that actually Apocalyptica is the best uh, like entity to uh, produce it. And it felt amazing, like in studio, uh, it was a funny situation. First of all, we didn't have a record label when we went to studio. We didn't have anybody who we would have need to please, Okay. like the yeah. music. So we so were we just totally doing music. Free. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, our manager was really supportive, but we didn't even play it to him like before it yeah. was ready. But he said that, I trust you, like okay. go for it. And, awesome. I, and when the final product is ready, then we will find somebody who understands it. <laughs> or if some, anybody doesn't understand it, then we are in big trouble. Luckily, we found somebody who did. But uh, that uh, production thing and arranging the songs, and I, I'm happy that it delivers not just from a drum perspective, but uh, that uh, those arrangements are defined. We spent really a lot of effort kind of like to squeeze everything out of every possible uh, different uh, emotion and atmosphere we have on the album. So if we were really delicate, really small, we kind of like try to then push everything else aside. Let's underline that emotion. If we go to biggest symphonical, whatever, like with electronics, synths and shit going on, let's underline that. Or if we want to have really raw, trash metal, four-piece band, then there's nothing else. There's just four instruments. And then we full, full blast. And so kind of like to... Uh, better to achieve the wide variety which is within the apocalyptic and I think yeah. uh, just by putting our hearts and minds and everything we learned from the previous recording processes and I'm happy if it translates somehow that uh, it makes sense yeah there's uh, I, th um, um, I don't have the titles ready in my head mm. but I think it's uh, uh, there's the like first single, then there's uh, the the long title track, then mm. the other two singles, mm. and so on track five and six, I think there's uh, in the second half or towards the mm. end, there's like some some longer drum fills that almost uh, feel like a solo, and I was hey, like, that's uh, a fire and ice. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 one of one of those is fire yeah. and ice, and and the one before I think is uh, there's also yeah, that's actually the outro of the song, and yeah. it's a perto song, and it was. While we were recording yeah. the track, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It's kind of like Asperto is a big gamer guy, and it's his his like how he composed it. He had yeah. this like very game-like vision in his mm -hmm. head and this static something. And when we were just playing it in the studio, like me taking takes of the song, then he was kind of like, "Hey, let's try that towards the end. You just play more and more and more and more yeah. and more." And uh, <laughs> it's sort of it, it was uh, it came in the moment, but that fire and ice. It must be maybe the most difficult track I've ever recorded, and like okay. it's, it's one to follow because it's not only that it, there's too many drum fills, 
but I need to lay down in those crazy rhythms that he wrote that yeah. are not from this world. They are just <laughs> like I hate and love him for that track because it's so hard to play. Yeah, it was. I was kind of actually to be to be fully honest. I, when I when I listened to Cell Zero the, the second and third time, and I I I started to. Um, realize what's going on with all the all the rhythm uh, rhythms and, and and riffs and stuff and and uh, I started to, to to yeah to get the bigger picture and, but also to 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 um, uh, see smaller th uh, things I was like uh, inside me I was like jumping like a little kid because I was so so happy to to um, yeah to witness that because I was like. Um, as as a prog metalhead, I was not that much into the you know three minute uh, yeah, yeah, radio sure, sure. song yeah, of stuff course, you of did course. with all those amazing singers. Yeah. And I mean, of, of course, it's a big part of the Apocalypse history. But mm. uh, for me, as a prog metal fan, that I, there was kind of something left to be desired. And now, now, now you're back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for really the prog feel, world. Yeah, and I, I think the whole band kind of feels that we are back in a way that we realized that uh, kind of like Shadowmaker, I really loved the album, but then it went to other extreme, which was great at the time, but then kind of like, as it was with one vocalist and we had lots of vocal tracks and the songs were more simplified, not all of them, but the general atmosphere that yeah. let's go more straightforward, this, this, this. And then now going back to this album where we also go this really prog, really like a lot to do with the, just musicianship, like let's put our effort out to show that we really can play and <laughs> like create these great uh, layers within the songs. And now having those two in a better balance or in a new balance again, it feels like yeah, this is this is what we are. All right, now you're uh, actually two dates into the great tour, right? Yeah. And uh, with Sabaton and Amaranth, and tonight is the third day. Yes. Um, after that, like 200 whatever um, shows with that were focused on plays Metallica by Four Cellos, how does it feel to play your own original material again or be focused, the settlers being focused on that? Uh, it's really ex material. exciting. And uh, it's uh, also, I feel that, especially in the first gig, we were quite nervous for that thing and we didn't even play that good because everybody was kind of like, oh, how it will flow and, okay, this song after this other song as it's all new for us as well, it's uh, it's fun, but we we are really excited and uh, it causes at times nervousness. But already yesterday, like the second gig on this tour, it felt like, ah, oh, now, now we are in the game. Awesome. The fir first gig was really like, oh, oh <laughs> is it going well at all? And uh, now the third show, and uh, it's also great uh, during the evening we get to play with uh, Sabaton, we play five songs together with awesome. them in their set. And, it's it's a great thing, and the whole tour is such a nice vibe. Uh, uh, everybody here, Amaranth uh, guys and girl, they are lovely people, and Sabaton guys, they are so open, like arms and warm-hearted people, to make everybody to feel that we belong here. And sounds great. It is great. Um, yeah, still still a lot of dates coming for this tour. Mm. After that, uh, anything, any more Cell Zero Life action plan? Maybe headliner? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tours, and, uh, shows. Funny enough, tomorrow uh, Sabaton is having an off day, so we have an our own gig in Zagreb uh, in Croatia. Oh, and wow. uh, 
that will be much more of Cell Zero songs. And then we have a gig uh, early March, I can't recall. It's on this tour as well, one of Sabaton's off days, and we have... In Düsseldorf, we have a gig where we play the whole album. Yeah, I saw, I saw the on Facebook. I yeah. saw the poster. And could, we we had that idea maybe one year ago that when we had record, not maybe one year ago, but sort of like after everything was recorded, hey, it would be a great thing to do this fan tree that let's play the album from the beginning to the end. And there has been so much going on all the time. We have recorded now vocal tracks, which will be released later this year, and yeah. all that stuff. So we've been really busy. And then we realized we we cannot play those songs. Some of mm-hmm. them are so hard and we have not played them live before at yeah. all. So we had last week and we were in Berlin to rehearse the whole week and we've yeah. been practicing back home like hell and still we are like, goodness gracious, it's only, I think, three weeks, something like that for that Düsseldorf show, but that's very special. So we're going to do the whole Soul Zero there and we will have those gigs also to come later this year where we play just the whole album mm-hmm. as a treat. In normal gig we obviously won't play the whole yeah. new album but a whole lot of other stuff. But uh, So those are coming and then we are doing lots of headlining shows. We are actually doing Finnish headlining shows in uh, March. Yeah, they are uh, already announced, yeah, right? There are five of them. Then we do one festival in uh, April in uh, uh, France and then we are uh, going we are going uh, to record again new material we have another collaborations we are doing at the moment so we will be quite busy during that april march outside of our gigs as well then we go to states to do a headlining tour for the may summer we're doing some festivals september or late august we go back to another headlining tour in states and then we're gonna do a long tour with epica in europe in two bits there's two three weeks bits okay i guess closer to 35 something gigs Wow. Uh, in the fall so there yeah. will be a lot and of course next year again And uh, but we are thrilled to get to tour with this uh, new album and new material and kind of like to see the audience reactions here it's wonderful to get to play to the people who most of them haven't seen us before live as they are Sabaton fans yeah. so uh, but it's a great opportunity for us to kind of like to get to uh, yeah. be to able to present ourselves yeah. what we are to see if uh, they would be excited about it and and then it's great to get to go on a headlining tour where people specifically come with us. So uh, yeah. the US First Year's tour we do together with Lacuna Coil, which is great fun. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Epica in the fall, and uh, we are not haven't confirmed yet the second US headlining tour who is going to tour with us there. But okay. Lots of stuff. And lots of stuff, lots of exciting things happening in Apocalyptic Camp yes. uh, these days, this year. Um, yeah, I'm... Um, Thank you so much for being on the Thank podcast. you for your time. Thank you for coming. Are you staying for the show? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring my stuff back to the to yeah. the studio and yeah. then I'll be back for the show tonight. Nice. Um, nice. Thanks for, for talking to us. Best of luck with, with all the shows and Thank you. hopefully see you again. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you and Freaks out. The Freaks Progcast presented by the Prague Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.